Hey everyone, and welcome back to What's the Plan, the podcast where we dive into the matters of our careers in the architecture and urban planning field. I'm Haley. And I'm Andrew. So Haley, what's the plan this week? This week's plan is all about housing types by architectural styles. Mm-hmm. This is a this is another in the hotspot where one of us uh, will be put in the hotspot by answering questions on a specific topic that we want to explore. These topics include concepts that one of us are unfamiliar with, giving us a chance to learn alongside the listeners as the host in the hotspot mm-hmm. teaches us all about it. So as mentioned in the previous episode, this episode of In the Hotspot is the second of a three-part series all about housing types. Mm-hmm. So the last episode, I kicked things off with housing structures by residential building types. Now it's your turn to teach mm-hmm. us all about housing types by architectural styles. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't get a chance to listen to our latest episode, episode 25 yet, I highly recommend you listen to that first to get um, the full scoop. And with that being said, here is In the Hotspot, Housing Types by Architectural Styles. So first off, what is an architectural style? Good question. So an architectural style is a set of characteristics and features that make a building or um, structures notable or historically identifiable. So a style may include such elements as form, method of construction, building materials, and regional character. So Haley, can you guess, take a guess what form is? Based on the word, mm-hmm. I would guess that it would have to do with the geom- ge- geometry uh-huh. of the building. Mm-hmm. So whether uh, the building is more angular mm-hmm. or more curved. Mm-hmm. That's one part of it. So form includes line, color, shape, mass, which is geometry, mm-hmm. as well as space and texture. Interesting. I Mm -hmm. didn't realize that color and texture (laughs) would be part of that, too. Uh Uh-huh. And then for method of construction, um, this is typically heavy timber, masonry, cast-in-place, concrete, prefab concrete, or even 3D printed. Wait, sorry, 3D printed buildings? Yeah, so um, this is actually, I guess, an emerging emerging new style Mm -hmm. or new method of construction where um, you're using... 3D printers on a large scale okay. that would uh, rather than like how you typically imagine 3D printers would print out like plastic filaments or whatever. Mm-hmm. In this case, they would print out using concrete. So you, oh. the walls of the building would be like a the computer would be like moving around and then the concrete would come out. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thanks for clarifying that because yeah. honestly, in my head, I was thinking, is that structurally sound? Because yes. I was thinking the plastic filament. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, 3D printing has um, become such like a popular or like mainstream that like you're able to do it on such a large level now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, another element of style is building materials such as wood, brick, stone, steel, glass, and concrete. As well as uh, the last element, regional character. It includes climate, geography, togo- uh, topography, and site features. Okay. And uh, most architecture can be classified within a chronology of styles, which changes over time, reflecting um, changing fashions, beliefs, religion, or even the emergence of new ideas, technologies, or materials, which makes new styles possible. Mm -hmm. And as a result, style reflects the society and history of that time. Yeah, so 
what are the different types of housing styles? Mm-hmm. So given how there are over hundreds of different housing styles dating back to like 2,000 years, uh-huh. it would be impossible to discuss them all. Mm-hmm. Um, so therefore, I have curated a list of housing styles commonly seen in North America. Okay. In North America. Okay. And um, here they are in alphabetical order. Mm-hmm. So colonial. Right. Contemporary. Cottage. Okay. Craftsman. Mm-hmm. Farmhouse. Greek okay. Revival. Mediterranean, mid-century modern, ranch, Tudor, and Victorian. Okay, so if I counted that correctly, mm-hmm. you listed off 11 different types. Yes. Okay. 11 out of the thousand possible. <laughs> okay, so, well, with the 11, mm-hmm. what are the key characteristics of each style, and how could we differentiate between them? Good question. So, let's start off with the colonial. Mm-hmm. So, popular in the late, late 1800s. Colonial homes are very simple. They're very rectangular, symmetrical structures that date back to even actually the 1600s. Mm. Um, and they came about through a very of different influences that can be further identified by the country that occupied the region at that time they were built, hence um, colonial. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, these different types include English, French, Dutch, Georgian, Spanish, and um, even apparently American colonial. And that was a surprise to me as well. However, um, it is noted that it closely resembles English. Okay. Mm -hmm. So these structures would often have brick or wood siding. Mm -hmm. Um, They had a medium pitch roof. And for those who don't know what pitch means, pitch is more so how angular or how... um, So typically your roof is like a triangle. Mm -hmm. So the pitch would be the angle of that roof. So a medium pitch would be you would have a sort of a wider angle, a more obtuse angle. Okay. And... um, a high-pitched roof is very have a very acute angle. Mm, okay. And um, these structures often would have because they're very symmetrical. They would be in, um, they have pairs of windows on each side of the entry door. They would have typically five windows on the second floor, mm-hmm. with as well one window above the entry door, just for balance and symmetry sake. Mm, okay. And overall, the key features of this style is they uh, they have two plus stories tall. They're very symmetrical. They have a central stairway and the very formal look. Okay. Mm-hmm. So next we have the contemporary style. Yeah. So contemporary is a style that is often confused with modern. Mm-hmm. However, the two should not be used interchangeably as they actually span over different periods of time. Okay. Uh-huh. So contemporary actually refers to the present, whereas mm-hmm. the term modern refers to a time period that has already passed for us. Right. Mm-hmm. And their confusion actually comes from the fact that many contemporary homes today actually incorporate elements from modernist styles, um, such as clean lines, very simple ornamentation. So um, people would often use the term minimalism. Mm-hmm. There is a very heavy focus on natural textures, mm-hmm. such as stone, brick, wood. Um, the color palettes are often usually neutral with only minor pops of color within the interior of the house. Okay. As well as, uh, large windows, sometimes floor to ceiling. Mm-hmm. Um, they could also be irregularly shaped. Um, however, unique to contemporary, um, there is a heavy f- emphasis on local recycled b- building materials, as well as eco-friendly materials or, um, technologies, um, incorporate into the house. Okay. Yeah, so examples of, like, eco-friendly, um, technology would be... The use of solar panels on the roof, mm-hmm. or um, the creation of a green roof, or uh, a water collection system. Right. That okay. like you wouldn't see that on modern homes. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
So next we have the cottage style. So yeah, cottage is a pretty popular term in Canada. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to turn this on you and ask, what do you think a cottage style looks like? So when I think of a cottage style, the first thing that comes to my mind is a lot of wood, um, Mm -hmm. a lot of exposed wood, um, kind of like what I would picture a cabin to look like. Mm -hmm. Um, And just generally like very freeing to look at to Mm -hmm. live in yeah yeah so you're on track okay um this style was brought over from europe specifically in england where um cottages were actually homes to working class farmers okay and however in north america it has taken on a new meaning Mm -hmm. and a lot of people buy cottages to use as vacation homes which is why, in, in particularly in Ontario, we have this area called cottage country. Mm-hmm. And um, however, there are actually people that use cottages as their primary residences. Oh, okay. And uh, key features of cottages are they're actually very cozy. Mm-hmm. They're charming as they each have uh, small individual characters or features that are right. unique to their house. So if you were to go to cottage country and look at a street, each cottage could look very different mm-hmm. in comparison to some neighborhoods where like you need to have, like, a singular identifying or unifying um, image. Yes, okay. Mm-hmm. And often um, they are built with wood siding and wood shingles, and, um, and then inside they have um, a fireplace, as well as a, on the outside they have a small porch. Okay. Mm-hmm. So next we have the craftsman style. Yeah, so the craftsman style um, was really popular in the early 1900s, mm-hmm. from like 1905 to 1930, mm-hmm. and they focus on the value of handmade, well-constructed architecture, hence the term craftsman, because mm-hmm. a craftsman right. will craft the structure. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and the reason why this came about, it was um, they were fighting against the mass-produced or cookie-cutter home developments that started to emerge, mm-hmm. and as a result, key features of craftsman-style homes are they have very beautifully handworked uh, materials, exposed beams, uh, low-pitched gable roofs, so a very obtuse angle for the roof. <laughs> okay. They have uh, tapered columns on their porches. Mm-hmm. As well, on the inside, you may find a lot of custom elements such as built-in furniture, mm. um, exposed roof rafters, and yeah. a hand-laid fireplace. So very much what you would imagine when you think of a craftsman home. Yeah, it almost feels like a do-it-yourself kind of yes. feel. Yes, okay. Uh-huh. Next, we have the farmhouse style. Mm-hmm. So, as the name suggests, the style is influenced by barns. Mm-hmm. And um, a key feature of barns are often, like, tall ceilings. As a result, the farmhouse style also have that. Tall ceilings, exposed beams, a large front porch, mm-hmm. a very rectangular layout, and a central fireplace. And uh, some farm, uh, farmhouse styles actually have, uh, like, actual barn-shaped roofs, oh. but others that... Like, aren't as on the nose, so they don't, like, look exactly like a barn. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, they have details that are typically very rustic, often featuring um, exposed brick and stone. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. However, um, there is a new approach to farmhouse, which is called the modern farmhouse style, and it takes more of the rustic elements of the farmhouse mm-hmm. and combining it with more um, clean lines and other updated features. And next, we have the Greek Revival. Mm-hmm. So, of them all, apparently the Greek Revival is the easiest to point out due to their impressive columns that emulate those found on the Parthenon and other famous Greek buildings. And um, they're inspired by Greek democracy, philosophy, and culture, and as a result, the style emerged in the U.S. in the 1830s, and a lot of times, um, a lot of, like, government buildings could um, 
could be seen using this because they want to like portray a very like strong sturdy like powerful uh, appearance right okay so is that maybe a reason why when you're describing this Uh i had pictured the white house in my head yeah so the white house is not actually like specifically greek revival Mm -hmm. they're more so part of neoclassicalism okay does um showcase like a love and appreciation for like greek and roman temples okay because like it just exudes like power and strength right so like to make america look strong (laughs) they want to like also bring that in and use that for their um government buildings okay so i wasn't too far off no you were not at all so yeah like i mentioned key features are very Mm -hmm. large columns with greek style embellishments Mm -hmm. um lots of moldings a lot of fluted or smooth columns a lot of plasters which are actually fake columns, so they're just more decorative and not actually um, structural, as well as a cornice line along the roof. Mm -hmm. And for those, um, in simple terms, cornice line is more so like the little details you would see under the roof line, so like sometimes you could call them like just little squiggles, or they look like little squiggles from afar. So Mm -hmm. kind of like if you were to cut up a bunch of doilies and put them on your roof? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So little details under your roof line. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, obviously to emulate... Uh, marble temples in Greece. Mm-hmm. A lot of these buildings are um, used with like white or subdued colors. Right. As well as a very grand front door mm-hmm. and entrance. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, what about the Mediterranean style? So Mediterranean, it features elements from Spanish and Italian villas. Mm-hmm. And since they uh, focus on indoor-outdoor living, they're most popular in areas where the temperature is much more um, moderate such as, like, California and Florida, like, where it's just warm all year round. Right, okay. Yeah, so they're very rare in Canada for that reason. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, however, I guess, like, some people do try, but, yeah, it just mm-hmm. doesn't make that much sense. And key features of the Mediterranean style are tiled roofs, particularly their red or orange color, light-colored stucco walls, very warm stone and wood, as well as metalwork on balconies and windows. And uh, a U-shaped floor plan oriented around it a central courtyard or fountain, mm. um, which not only promotes cooling and cross-ventilation, but also p- provides a place for a family to just gather and hang out outside. Oh, that sounds nice. Mm-hmm. And because, like, you're, the building's in a U-shape, it's like that central courtyard, although it's not enclosed, mm-hmm. it feels like it's, like, private and, like, um, protected. Right. Mm-hmm. Next, we have the mid-century modern mm-hmm. style. Yeah, so mid-century modern, as I mentioned, is mm-hmm. not the same thing as contemporary. Mm-hmm. And uh, mid-century modern actually emerged after World War II from the Bauhaus movement. Okay. Uh, which is a movement that encouraged students to incorporate technology into their designs, as well as emphasizing the need to create designs that could be mass-produced. Mm. And the reason why it's mass-produced um, is right after the war, because um, during World War II, a lot of buildings, a lot of homes were mm-hmm. destroyed, unfortunately. So they needed uh, people or architects and designers to be able to quickly produce houses for people to live in. And right. Mm-hmm. And this is why, like, in places with a heavy mid-century modern presence, like Palm Springs, mm-hmm. um, can have multiples of the same house design throughout the city. Mm. So you would, like, go on one random street and you see one house, and then you could go, you could go on um, another random street on the other side of town. Mm-hmm. You would see the exact same house. Is because they just like plopped and dropped into random places <laughs> wherever they liked. Mm-hmm. Because it was mass produced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like that's what it was intended. However, it's a bit odd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't imagine 
living in a home mm-hmm. and thinking that there's another home exactly like mine somewhere else in the city, mm-hmm. but it's decorated different. Yeah, it's not even just one home. It's like there's hundreds of the same house. Yeah, let's not have me <laughs> thinking about that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go down a rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. So key features of mid-century modern is a very open concept space, mm-hmm. um, sliding doors, typically very oversized, as well as a lot of transom windows to let in light. Overall, a very sleek, uncluttered design that meets an appreciation for nature, which is why you have large uh, openings. Mm-hmm. So you can actually connect with nature both physically and um, visually, as well as a mix of natural and man-made materials. Mm-hmm. And they feature well-thought-out architectural design that allows the function to inspire form. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Which is why a lot of people really love it. Mm, that makes sense. Uh-huh. What about the ranch style? So the ranch appeared in the 1930s, but their popularity boomed in the 1950s. Mm-hmm. And key features of this is that they're often very one story, mm-hmm. feature a very low pitch roof, large windows, sliding glass doors, and large backyards or open living spaces in attached garages. Okay, that was a lot. Yeah, yeah that was a lot. Yeah. So yeah, because of um, they're only one story and they have large sliding doors and also large backyards. They're typically found more so in, like, countrysides, mm. not necessarily city, where, like, people have outdoor space, mm-hmm. lots of acres and acres of land. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And similar to the Mediterranean, the, the houses are often in either an L or a U-shaped, mm-hmm. so it encourages people to gather outside um, in an unsheltered space, but also still feel, like, protected. Right. Okay. And something interesting that actually emerged from the ranch um, style mm-hmm. that is more common in Canada are actually split-level homes. And um, they become popular in the 1950s and 60s, and their key feature of split-level homes are that multiple floors are connected with short flights of stairs. Um, So what that means exactly is that, like, rather than having, say, your living room, your kitchen, your dining room all on the same level, Mm -hmm. in a uh, split-level home, each of these rooms would be technically on their own floor and connected by a short flight of stairs. What is considered a short flight of stairs? Like, 10 flights? <laughs> so a short flight of stairs would be perhaps, like, two to five steps. Oh. So not, like, a full staircase where you, like, not, like, 10 steps, but, like, basically, like, half a meter. Oh, so what this really means mm-hmm. is you can see, like, the whole entirety of the yeah. floor. Yeah. But it's just up a little bit yeah so like okay. because it's technically a part of ranch level mm-hmm. the the building your house is only one story right. but within that one story you have little boxes that are like floating above each other so you can see everything still but not actually be technically on the same level kind of like little sand pits <laughs> everywhere yeah huh. oh amazing you can just go up and down oh that is not accessible at all <laughs> no not at all which is why like it's not super common right okay mm-hmm well, next we have the Tudor style. Mm-hmm. So the Tudors, uh, the Tudor style was brought to the U.S. by European-trained architects in the mm-hmm. late 1800s. Okay. And they gained a huge popularity in the 1920s. Mm-hmm. However, a lot of the key features are late medieval. Mm-hmm. So it goes back even to like the 1200s wow. and even early Renaissance architecture elements. Okay. And uh, which is inspired by Tudor style stone masonry, mm-hmm. as well as um, timber framing, steep gable roofs, and classical leaded windows. Okay. And um, because of uh, more of a... And usually they are very asymmetrical. And um, the best way to describe the Tudor style home is something that looks out of a storybook. Oh. So if you were to read like fairy tales such as like um, 
Beauty and the Beast or even mm-hmm. go to Disney World, they borrow a lot of Tudor style elements because it looks like you're in another century. Wow, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. And now finally, we have the Victorian style. Yeah, so the Victorian style is, I think, the most popular style out of all of them in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I want to flip this on you and ask, what do you think are the key characteristics of this style? Hmm. Okay, so when I hear Victorian, mm-hmm. the first thing that comes to my mind is Queen Victoria. Correct. So with that being said, I would mm-hmm. think the style or key features would have to be would have to exude royalty mm-hmm. um but i can't really pinpoint what features would exude royalty mm-hmm. yeah so like you suggested or mm-hmm. like you said uh, the victorian is a series of architectural revival styles in the mid to late 19th century okay named after queen victoria nice okay mm-hmm. So typically there are two or three stories tall Mm -hmm. with a lot of ornate elements, Mm -hmm. um, bay windows, small towers, porches, a very steep gable roof. So a very acute angle. Right. Okay. And um, also... Very pointy. Yes, very pointy. (laughs) Okay. And brightly colored facades. Wait, what do you mean by brightly colored facades? Yeah, so um, a lot of Victorian homes are actually feature, I guess, wood um, porches or mm-hmm. wood towers, all that kind of stuff. So those elements would be painted into like bright colors such as like purple or green. Oh, okay. So it would be mm-hmm. very clearly like artificially colored. Yeah, artificially colored. Right. Or um, sometimes if they're more, um, I guess, neutral, you have a bright red. Oh, so in Toronto, red brick is really popular. So if you walk around like Cabbage Town, mm-hmm. say, a lot of the Victorian homes have like red brick. Interesting. And those are really bright. Okay. Although they're very ornate and detailed, the actual details itself vary depending on design. And as a result, there are um, different styles that actually come out of Victorian mm-hmm. that have like more details or less details. So for example, more ornate styles are like Gothic Revival in the Queen Anne style, which is mm. very popular in Seattle, okay. or less ornate styles that is like called the folk style. Interesting. So yeah, so within Victorian, there are like subgroups. Oh boy, like, okay. Like I guess more detail, so like maybe exudes more royalty to you, mm. and less detail to like exude more like humble. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, mm-hmm. depending on what your style is. Yeah, what your preference is. What yeah. your preference is, okay. Mm-hmm. So we've covered all of the styles out of your curated list, mm-hmm. but out of that list, I didn't hear anything about mansions or Mick mansions, which is something that I hear a lot about. Yeah. Can you clarify what that is and Mm -hmm. why maybe it's not on the list that you curated? Yeah, so before I share my answer, I Mm want to flip this question back to you. Okay. And what do you think they are? Or do you think they are a style of architecture? Okay, so when I think of mansion, Mm -hmm. I think of like a really big house. Mm -hmm. Um, And it would be very grand, very, like, exuding a lot of wealth. Mm-hmm. Um, but with McMansions, I would say that it would be similar to a mansion, mm-hmm. except rather than having the same amounts of wealth mm-hmm. exuded, it would kind of be, like, an imitation. Mm-hmm. And... Um, in terms of whether it is an architectural style, (laughs) 
based on what I learned today mm-hmm. from what you taught, I would say it isn't necessarily an architectural style mm-hmm. because it could uh, it could take from a lot of the different styles that you've listed mm-hmm. and that doesn't necessarily factor into whether a house can be called a mansion or McMansion. Yes, correct. I am learning. <laughs> yeah, so contrary to belief, mm-hmm. mansions and McMansions are not architectural styles. Okay. Um, they're made up of a combination of different architecture styles. Yes. Okay. However, um, the terms mansions and McMansions are more so in reference to the actual size of single family homes. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. So houses... Uh, with more than 5,000 square feet, or usually qualify as a mansion. That's a big home. <laughs> That's a big home. And um, as a result, they often feel very large and palatial. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. And on the other hand, McMansions. Um, the term describes that a mansion typically built with little consideration towards um, aesthetics and design. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, like, as you mentioned, McMansions are more so like a hodgepodge of different architectural styles mm-hmm. together. And they're put together without any thought at all. Right. Okay. Uh-huh. So as a result, they look like they're very constructed um, from cheap materials mm-hmm. and have a hacked-together appearance. Mm, okay. And as a result, they have been assigned a negative connotation. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. McMansion specifically. McMansion specifically. Okay. Yes. And um, in comparison to mansions, McMansions are actually smaller than the traditional mansions. Right. Usually okay. measuring in at like 3,000 to 5,000 square feet. Mm-hmm. And uh, which is why they're also most often employed by developers in the suburbs, featuring, the, I mean, furthering the disdain of suburbia. Mm, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the houses that we grew up in in the suburbs, it's mm-hmm. like it, it looks like a bunch of different things mm-hmm. because it is a bunch of different things. Right. And okay. And sometimes it can feel a bit unsettling. Okay, that clears mm-hmm. it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Now that we've learned all about the different styles, mm-hmm. I want to ask you, what is your favorite from the list? Well, you did list a bunch of different styles, yeah. 11 to be exact, <laughs> so there is a lot to choose from. Yeah. Um, but I, from where I stand right now, mm-hmm. without having seen any of the different styles since learning about them, Yeah just purely based on their description, I kind of want to say that my favorite would be the craftsman Mm -hmm. style, just because of who I am as a person. (laughs) I, you know, I like to coin myself as quite the handy person. Yeah. Um, I like to build my own things, Mm -hmm. put together my own things as much as I can whenever Mm -hmm. possible. So I just think it would fit best with my personality. Yeah. What about you? What would yeah. your favorite be? I totally agree. I think from this, like, the story of it, the description mm-hmm. of it, I think the craftsman is one that I appreciate the most. Okay. Because, like, when you come, in terms of architectural design, mm-hmm. a lot of times you, I guess, the most important thing to your design is the context. Where you are. Yeah. What you, like, who are you building it for, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So, I think the craftsman, it has the most um, unique elements that caters towards whoever's living there yes in comparison to other designs yeah however i think from a like more of an aesthetic standpoint (laughs) Uh i feel like my favorite is uh mid-century modern right okay very clean yeah very clean very um very very good connection with nature Mm -hmm. and overall yeah just a very i guess 
simple design yeah okay Mm -hmm. well i definitely learned a lot today as we saw as the episode went on (laughs) and i hope everyone listening to the episode did as well Given that podcasting is an audio medium, mm-hmm. um, if you're interested in seeing visuals of the architectural styles discussed today, I will link an article from the podcast 99% Invisible that highlights a variety of posters and infographics on these styles. Well, thank you for doing that. Mm-hmm. And so learning about architectural styles was the plan for now. Listen to our next episode to continue figuring it out with us. Mm-hmm. Thanks for following along to this episode. If you liked it, please give us a like review and subscribe for more until then follow us on instagram at what's the plan podcast for what the next plan is